Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here he comes, driving down the street. Gets the angriest looks from everyone he meets. Hey, hey, it's the Lastros. Bumping into every car. He's secretly in love with his new stepmama. At DNF. Against Alonzo. He's really starting to look like he's really bad at driving. Hey, hey, it's a Lastro. Bumping into every car. He's gonna get a half job on his stepmama. He's just trying to keep his seat. So come and watch him banging the walls. He's really showing his mustard. Cause the car's finally really good. Dirty air credits. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. What you gonna do with all that? And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Okay, let's just get into this. That was... That was? That was good Formula One. Do you think? It took six races and two and a half months, and one cancelled race and another cancelled race. And, okay, okay, was it a good race, or was it that I'm so starved of... Because after Miami, which has all this pomp and build-up and, you know... um, plastic surgery and marinas and guns and and all of a sudden you're just in this little tight-knit place where there's just some guys with trombones what, like was it a good race 
Or am I just starved of F1 affection? Have you heard about the sensation of um, plain food on people who have undergone serious starvation? Like the Eddie Murphy joke. They do. Like the Eddie Murphy joke. If you starve someone and then you throw them a cracker. Was that a cracker over here? Over here. Then, yeah. But I feel like that was nearly a good race. Yeah. I mean. What more can you want? from okay overtaking i'll give you that a bit of overtaking okay i think it's a pretty big it's like (laughs) overtaking is like the the goals of i mean look and also like you can have a good nil nil in football yeah but what you really want is a two two three three or you know whatever but in this the rain oh my god there's rain but because the track is as it is they're not going fast anyway. Yeah. So when they crashed because of the rain, they just sort of bumped into yeah, yeah. the side and then went, oh, carry on now. Yeah, watching Max continually crash, with, of course, no damage yeah. to his car. Yeah. If there's one family on the planet that can can hit things without any repercussions. It's the Verstappen family. <laughs> it's the Verstappen, that's on the Verstappen family crest. <laughs> It's above the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> the family, uh, what's it called? The family logo, like crest. on on a crest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it's like a, it's like a fist. coat of arms. Yeah, it's a fist and some broken teeth. Yeah, a crushed skull and yeah, an, and an, an eagle, an, an X-ray of a damaged, uh, like uh, yeah, skull and a fork. Because apparently, Joss Verstappen stabbed his uh, mechanic's hand with a fork. Remember? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I thought that was the best Formula One race of the season and the best Monaco race of the last three or four years um, because it had everything. It had this mad qualifying session. Mm-hmm. It had like the uh, Monaco upgrades, Monaco upgrades, Monaco upgrades. Monaco yeah, because they, the were the, they, they were the, the, the Imola upgrades at Monaco, the rebranded as the Monaco upgrades. upgrades yeah, the Im- Which yeah. Doesn't, doesn't sing as nicely, does it? No, no. Th- but uh, they, did, they weren't really concerned with that, were they? That's not what they... That wasn't their priority. No, and I think that, um, you know, I, I there was the, there was qualifying, which was just thoroughly... Enter- it was the best qualifying I've seen in Monaco for such a long Didn't time. Didn't you have the same sense? I, I felt watching it entertained and yet crushed by the weight of inevitability. Yeah, yes, I did, and and I and Max posts two green sectors, and he needs he needs purples. I know it's. I mean, I, I and I just went. Well, he'll get, he'll he'll find it. Have you seen the side by side of uh, him and Fernando's car? And Alonso's quicker sector one. Alonso's quicker sector two. And then Max just fucking wins by like half a second or something mad. It's really crazy. Yeah. And it's like he's toying with us at this point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's, and his whole attitude is completely. I don't recognize the human, this human being, like how the the effect winning can have on somebody's personality. He's so calm. He used to be he? a brat, yeah, and now he's this statesman-like adult who's sort of smiling and shaking hands and kissing babies and doing all this mad. Like it's he's unrecognizable as a human being. I was at Monaco in 2018 when Daniel won. You know, when he jumped in the pool. Yeah. And that was when Max crashed in qualifying. Mm. And watching Max... It's the first time I ever saw him in the flesh. Um, in the uh, in the flesh wound. And um, it was... 
he was walking around the Red Bull swimming pool area, which they filled with ball, a ball pit this year because there's a hosepipe band in Monaco, which in itself is very funny that there's a ho- hosepipe bands are something that happen in Norwich. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and for it to happen in one of the richest places on earth is hilarious. Like anybody's asked about getting their hose pipes out. Yeah, and, yeah. and the irony of then getting rain during the race. Anyway, I saw Max walking around with, his, with a rucksack on, listening to his iPod. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, he's a child. That's a child. And now to see this sort of broad-shouldered, sort of m- masculine-jawed, calm-centred mm-hmm. human being is so weird yeah it's like he's peter parker who's gone to bed with the night he's been bitten by the spider and he's woken up with the superpowers and he yeah. looks in the mirror and he's all ripped prodding his prodding his new cheekbones yeah. and um yeah i i mean qualifying was um i thought it was great but again martin brundle always says it that he goes people say you know monaco's finished but what a great qualifying and you're like yeah but i'm here to watch a race mm like you could just make the Sunday who can go fastest round the circuit mm. because no one's going to, the last overtake was um, Damon Hill for a lead was Damon Hill on John Lacey in 1996, the year Panis won. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a long lot. Like think about other things that happened in 1996 <laughs> for a second. What, what else from 1996 still exists? That now? is the last year that I can remember seeing written on the front of a yellow pages. <laughs> that is true. 1996, Spice Girls, obviously at their peak. Uh-huh. That was the, I think that was the the first single. Yeah. Wannabe. Was that the year that Gina G entered Eurovision? 95, that was 95. Ooh, ah, uh, just a little bit. Oh, was it 96 the year that we won it? With um, love shine a light Quite possibly. in every corner of the world of our heart. Let our love light carry. Let our and then um, Weezer's um, uh, Pinkerton, I think, was it? Nineteen ninety-six. Good a year. Big gap between Pinkerton and the Green album, then. Oh yeah, they split up. Yeah, oh, but wow. uh, let's not. We've got Formula One to talk about this week. <laughs> Finally, and the the grid walk was okay. Okay, how much? Cocaine was Orlando Bloom on. Let's just discuss this. He had that. What? He's Cockney all of a sudden. Yeah, he had a like a public schoolboy's regret uh, accent. I call it like uh, the, like Tom Hardy. The, the lot. He claims that that's because oh, I've just played so many parts that all of the accents have just come into one, haven't they? And it's actually <laughs> just no. You're ashamed of the fact that you come from Sheen, mate. His name is Orlando Bloom. And Brundle was like, hello, hello, Orlando. I said, all right, mate, yeah, fuck. All right, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, who are you here to support? Today? All right, so we'll talk about my film for a second, right? This is my co-star. That's the advert out the way. Um, Kylie Minogue as well. Um, absolutely snubbed Piastri when she said that she was there to support um, Red Bull. Yes. I just, like Brundle, it, it, he's still, he never looks like he's enjoying it. Do you think he likes doing it? Because also, when you're on the commentary team, he's always the most knowledgeable. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, I've got a, like, a backlog of experience that lends weight to every opinion. And I think this about the strategy. And I've got this sort of insight into what the driver's psychological uh state would be like at this particular juncture in the race. Oh, but let's get you to go and talk to fucking... Uh, 
Orlando Bloom or Stormzy or whoever it is that's there at the moment. Why? I it's don't think kind he, of no. It, it's it's one of the best bits of the weekend. I, I get it gives me such anxiety because I think it's my worst nightmare. Because like my least favorite job would be person on the street asking you to give money to a charity. Yeah. That's a like, oh, can I give you, can you sign up to the British Heart Foundation? And that's what he's doing, except he's got to go and do it with Kylie Minogue. And then... Could you sign up to the Formula One Foundation, please? Uh, we're trying to we're trying raise, raise money some money for, for Emiliana Romana. Uh, <laughs> to try and get them a competitive car for next year. Uh, yeah, it was a great, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a fun grid walk. And what I found weird about Monaco generally is Monaco used to be the big porno dick of the formula one race calendar <laughs> it was the big shiny disgusting event and now it was the thing that was like a, an event first and then at some point a race might happen and then everybody went oh monaco works doesn't it because it's like full of it's just about the event and the race is sort of secondary that's good isn't it and then they made all the races like that <laughs> and now monaco seems to be this utterly dignified adult, low-key, boring, stiff upper lip. Oh, yeah, well, we're all sensible, purist Formula One fans, so we're all at Monaco. And because you've got Miami and now Vegas and now the tour of the Middle East that we're all doing. Uh, the oil tour. The oil tour, yeah. I, uh, I, was ta- I was in Atlantic City this week and I was talking to an American who was at the Miami Grand Prix and he said to me that it was like a show. He said it was like being at a gig and there happened to be a race happening. <laughs> which I, And also, in America as well, I was watching ESPN. Um, and uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Like, I'd never... I was watching this... E, I was watching a channel called ESPN. Like, you don't know what it stands for. And they, and it, they call the Formula One adverts. They were like, the rock stars of racing is what they call them. And I just thought... It, it's such a funny thing that Monaco now seems twee. <laughs> it's so stupid that Monaco is like the homegrown race. It's like the European attempt at glitz and glamour. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, good for you. But we've actually built a fucking stupid marina. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I've got the I've got the Monaco national anthem here as well, which I, I, I did play last year as well. But I do think it bears uh, repeating just in regard to... Um, what it sounds like when your country has money. We have money in our country. We have money in our country. You don't pay tax here in Monaco. And you can't over overtake. It's not a race, but it is sort of a race. I think Fantastic. the good thing about uh, there being no overtaking at the Monaco Grand Prix is it actually serves as quite a useful metaphor for the economic environment. Like everybody is as rich as they are and nobody gets richer or poorer. Everything stays the same. It, ser- it serves to cement the status quo like if you're a homeless person don't be a homeless person in monaco you're not allowed to be Mm -hmm. you just get sent away or or maybe given a home i don't know what their policy is Mm. or maybe allowed to drive for Hass. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay who is your dirty air driver of the day we'll do it on three 
I know who mine is. My dirty air Ready? driver of the. Uh, can we, are we saying second name only? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Stroll. Ocon. Oh really? Yeah. Mine's Lance Stroll. Why is yours Lance Stroll? Because for it, entertainment value. I suppose. Yes, for it pure was, entertainment value. It, watching him go around on the onboard was like when I play the F one game. Yeah, I was. He was just bumping. He he was, he was, he was bad. Also, when you play the F one game, like you go, the the fun of it is they can't make the cars as fragile on the game as they are in real life. Yeah, because nobody would be able to but survive. Finish a lap. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what it looked like because nobody can go very fast around the Monaco circuit. I've actually never played the Monaco circuit on the game. It's very to... difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. It's and very, very boring. And you can't go very, and you can't overtake. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can overtake, but you have to do it on like on the chicane. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And actually, just... because the cars are built a bit more sturdy, if you bash into the other car, then you can sort of overtake. Um, I f- I genuinely okay. Here's another reason I love Monaco. Right, I love Monaco because it seems like. In, it has that 1980s, 90s feel where all the stewards in their orange jackets with their white helmets who look like the people who fix the X-Wings or fly the X-Wings in Star Wars. Mm. Get behind me! Get behind me! Like, they all look like they could be beheaded at any moment. Like, they just stand in the most obnoxious, stupid places. Like, <laughs> it was... And, and there was a lot of, you know, a lot of drama with the F2... Uh, race with the with that guy who almost hit the steward who was on the track and then you compare it to i watched the indy 500 which is just so funny like we got a bunch of dms from people saying can you talk about the indy 500 because at the end of the race they have to cover themselves with milk (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. the one thing if i was in indianapolis and someone went hey you're in the baking heat what do you not want to pour on you yeah milk is in the top five yeah 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 yeah. it would be i could think phlegm Phlegm um, would be milk, worse. Uh, maple syrup or any kind of sugary. I'd prefer maple syrup to, uh, syrup to mm, jizz. Jizz, yeah. But that's just sort of another one. Just that, that's kind of all places. Um, My brother told me that he'd been putting jizz in his hair in the family WhatsApp the other day. Brilliant. I'm not sure what that. Yeah, I'm just trying to fuck with mum or something. But <laughs> <laughs> I and then they they wear the big wreath and then they someone gives them a ring and it's all just very strange. And then I was thinking about it, and I thought, wow, isn't the Indy 500 weird? But then I watched the Monaco podium. There was just a, a Louis Vuitton box on the podium with a medal on it. I still have no idea. If anyone knows, please message us on at Very Dirty Air on our socials. On what any- the Louis Vuitton box was for. Why was there a Louis Vuitton box just wearing a medal? That's like, there like all it- year round. They build the Formula One set around that. Also, the- I th- I thought I was like, whose ashes are in there? That was my first thought. I was like, is that some dead driver that they've Has anybody like- ever died at Monaco? I suppose you don't get up enough pace. Yeah, not for a long die. time. Not for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I I mean Brundle obviously had you know the famous Brundle Monaco story. I think when he was racing for I want to say Tyrrell, but it might not have been Tyrrell. I'm Benetton, but he his Tyrrell car- who make the crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They had a Formula yeah. One team. Yeah, they right. uh, he um he chunked it hit his head and it was back in the day when he had a spare car so he totals the car he gets back in the car and his mechanic goes are you sure you're right to keep driving and Brando went yeah, yeah 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 I'm totally fine just remind me what circuit are we at and they went okay Martin get out of the car <laughs> and this felt like watching the stewards I was like okay this feels more like an old school Formula One experience and I absolutely loved it yeah, you, you, um, I couldn't tell really how I felt about it at the time because it had everything that I, it, it, 
it had rain, and we always really enjoy rain, but you sort of get the feeling that rain would have been better elsewhere. Yeah. And everything would just have been better. All the ingredients that made that race good would have been better were it somewhere else. And I do appreciate the kind of Lance Stroll point because he had such a fuck it attitude with regards to... (laughs) Like, he obviously is so frustrated. It must be so embarrassing. Obviously, the same existed for Red Bull this weekend, but that's an anomaly rather than the the trend, isn't it? Whereas Alonso in second and Stroll somewhere else ages away is... Is 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 it's is normal? The, is the trend of the whole season? Yeah. So him now going right. Well, fuck it. I don't like. I don't like these track limits. I don't like where anything is. I don't like the way it's set out. I don't like this car. And I'm just going to go. I'm going to go faster. And he was trying to drive faster than his capability would allow him to. Yeah. So it was just right. I'm in the wall now. I'm in the wall. Okay. I'm I'm driving along faster. I'm going into the side bit. I don't know where I'm going. And the whole thing was this frenzied kind of manic episode of a race for him until he finally had to leave and it wasn't really like there was a crash either it was like he just got asked to leave it was like he had too much cake at the birthday party (laughs) and his parents knew he was going to be sick if he went on the bouncy castle and they went it's time to go home lance is tired he's like no i'm not tired i'm not tired i'm not tired lance Lance, it's time to go home now give me some more circuit i want some more circuit lance you've you've eaten two packets of fantastics all right i'm fine i'm fine (laughs) just fine just want to carry you can't make me go home. You can't make me go home. This weekend, to me, was proof that God watches Formula One. That he, sure? he sat there and he watched Australia and he watched Baku and he watched the other ones and he watched Miami and he just went, you know what? Fuck it. Have some rain. Enjoy. Because mm. we got halfway through and then the, they said there's no chance of rain and then it pissed it down. Yeah. And they didn't credit to them they didn't like last year they you know they red flagged the start of the race and there wasn't as much slipping and sliding last year as well like these regulation changes have affected the the grounding of which the car. regulation changes are just these? the whole big reg change has clearly had an impact on, on these cars well i mean last year obviously they you know was the introduction of the of the new regs and the new build like the whole new car the huge tires but are you talking about in rain conditions specifically yeah it just felt like this year i went okay well these cars are you know they're not as mentally slip slidey as they were last year and i i i just listen the race was missing one thing for me but other than that i loved it uh, and that coming on this podcast it is the most that. crucial thing isn't it though what the race was missing do you know what it was missing for me it was was it missing uh the idea of somebody winning the grand prix without with with a with a less than 20 second lead at the end uh it was missing one person who for me is monaco right 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 but I, and I know who you're talking about. I'm sorry, I had fun at the party. I'm sorry, I had fun at the party. Every year, they should bring back an old driver for one race. Like, every race should have, you know, just for some reason, when they get to um, Spain, they should have Jean Alesi <laughs> in the new car. Yeah, well, especially at Monaco, because it's a, the, the, it's a procession anyway. Exactly. Drivers- Put Kimi Raikkonen in the car. Didn't they do a thing last year where they had old cars? 
Uh, well, no, they have the they have the the historic the heritage race every year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can all see how good it would be if they made normal sized cars. <sighs> yeah, I mean, apart from Leclerc last year, who along with the hit the Monaco curse of Leclerc, yeah, isn't just when he races; it's also when he's just in any car. Like, I wouldn't even want to go like into a bank with him in Monaco because <laughs> he'd accidentally use your bank card and drain your account. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to go into a shoe shop with him because he'd take his shoes off and he'd have stinky feet oh or something. Oh, my God. The, like, the anxiety unraveling in his brain. It's so... Ex- I, and I can so empathise with it. The wanting something so much and it not happening for you and the overthinking of... It's, it's exactly the same as not being able to get it up. <laughs> He's just thinking about it too hard and then is going race soft. <laughs> Also, the wrong tires to be on for this race yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, And also, he's wearing that sad, like, Power Rangers white jumpsuit as what well. What was that for? Was that Never... to celebrate Monaco? It's oh, because it Monaco colors. It's because yeah. he's a Monegasque. Um, okay. Also, the arrogance of that country to have... You're not Monarchish, Monarchies. They have their own fucking word for it. He's a Monegasque. It's just... It's not just... You're, you're you know, you're basically French. Is there any other denominum of any other place that is Gasque? I don't think so. No. Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Um, also, Helmut Marco. Um, the uh, who, Madagascan. Madagascan. I guess that works. Maybe no. <laughs> uh, Helmut Marco was, uh, he got bored and um, somewhere in between regenerating on the Death Star and um, strangling people with his um, thumb and index finger. Join the dark side. He said this. Uh, Lewis, how do you, what's Lewis, what, how does Darth Vader talk or talk like this? Helmut Marco's Umbra Palpatine. Oh, it's like this. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton is upset that he is not the highest paid driver. Apart from the sporting perspective, Lewis is anything but happy that he is no longer the highest earning driver. That is now Max Verstappen. At least he can change that with Ferrari's help. He is no longer world champion, and it will be hard for him to become one again in the future. He knows there is no place for him at Red Bull. And whether Ferrari is better for him than Mercedes in the future is not certain. An unsigned contract leads to the unknown. Unknown leads to fear, which leads to anger, which leads to the dark side. Join the dark side. Join the ailing team. He's the new Bernie Eccleston. Um, He just gets bored and slags off Lewis Hamilton. I think, or I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought that he knows, he doesn't say that unless he's scared. And he's going, oh, you know, you could earn... He's basically telling Lewis, you could earn more money at Ferrari, that shit team who don't know how to put a car together right yeah. and haven't have been flailing in wet shit for God knows how long. Why don't you go to that team that will pay you loads of money to come eighth every week? Yeah. Do that. He's worried about Mercedes' capacity to improve. And that's why he's saying it, I he, think. Ferra- um, Ferrari uh, asked Adrian Newey to join the team as well. Was Did it? they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny that they've basically been going around the paddock to every team going like, hey, do you want to join? Do you want to join Ferrari? Like that kid at school who's trying to put, like, do you want to be on my team? Do you want to be on my club? I'm actually starting a gang. Do you want to be in my gang? <laughs> like Ferrari are just grappling for anything at the moment. And I just, don't put your driver in a white race suit. Don't 
try and stand out when the only way you can stand out is by being bad. Yeah. You're just jinxing it. It's like when, like, Daniel would ride in on a pony, and you're like, yeah, mate, okay, I get it, that's lovely. Your personality is vibrant, but you're still going to finish in 17th because your car is terrible. Mm. Yes. I mean, it sort of strikes me as the sort of thing that he would have had some say in, though, the Monaco romper suit. Yeah. Like, he... He is he's willing this Monaco performance into existence. It's all he wants. And he's going to make sure... If he does something memorable each year to mark the fact that he's driving in Monaco, then the year that he does eventually not fuck it up will be an incredible year. And he'll be able to go, yeah, the year I wore white. It's every single year he's trying to do something to make it special when he doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, well, uh, we need to go to an ad break, um, but I would like to know who was in the box on the podium wearing the medal in the Louis Vuitton box. So if anyone knows, uh, please write to us at Very Dirty Air. We'll see you very shortly. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Let's do our race review for the... What's the name of the... Let's do the race review for the Formula One Grand Prix de Monaco 2023-Race Review. See, simple, nice, simple name as Um, well. uh, They are classic. What was it like? The Etihad, hey there, how's it going? Yeah, Freedom Fighters. Biscuit Barrel, Don't Sleep in the Subway, Darling, (laughs) Riyadh Grand Prix. Yeah, that one. Um, Okay, uh, Williams at the back, Albon 14th, Sergeant... 18th um okay what i was thinking about williams this week is that they are the worst team but they don't suck which is a huge step forwards for williams given that do you remember the start of the 2019 2020 2019 season Mm -hmm. where they didn't even race in the first race because they didn't have a car do you remember that when the car arrived at barcelona and they just had to close their own garage poor old claire oh I miss Claire. I miss Claire Williams. Yeah. I miss the W Series as well. I was I thoroughly enjoyed the W Series last year. It was like 90s Formula One, just these shitty crap cars. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it at all. Uh, Albon, I mean, Sargent is the, is he the youngest? He's the youngest driver. Sargent and Piastri, both the same age. I'm not 20, sure which 22, one. 23? 22, yeah. That's weird because... I just remember Max being 17 when he started at Toro Rosso. What? Also, Leclerc was 18 when he started at Sauber? Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah, where are the young kids? Where are the where are our teen idols? Yeah. How old was Russell when he started? How at- old was Nick Carter when he joined the Backstreet Boys? He was about 12, wasn't he? Uh, yes, yeah. and Aaron Carter, RIP, yeah. was also very young when he had his mm-hmm. in-single whatever um, 
She's always talking when she should be listening. Can't keep a secret. Oh, and also, is that he did a cover. Real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always talking when she should be yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew a rumor spread so fast. Down, 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 down. And he also had, um, you found out I've got a crush on you. That's the one I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the same song, actually. Um, I mean, yeah, Williams are the worst team, but they don't suck. So that's I mean, what they should have. That should, they should have that on there above the garage. The worst team. That's their family suck. crest. Yeah. I think that they're the same that they've been for years, which is with one sort of joke driver who's just like, who's a kind of the money partially boy, yeah. em- embarrassing to watch. And then one good driver who's overperforming the quality of the car. And they've got that. Like, so you've got Alex Albon in Williams nosebleed territory mm-hmm. at 14th in the race. And then you've got Sargent who was getting, uh, who as if to defy the rule, you can't overtake in Monaco was getting overtaken quite a lot. <laughs> he wasn't being overtaken though. He was just getting blue flagged. He wasn't like, I mean, it, it felt like not just, it wasn't, there was such effortless overtakes and he was overtaken by hulkenberg he was overtaken by three cars on one corner and it just felt like i was like what how he know he was letting them go he's yeah. letting them past yeah it was yuki sergio and uh nico wasn't yeah it? he's destined for like indy 500 logan Sargent, isn't he really well i don't know is that i mean i suppose obviously but if uh, you click on the Indy. If fi- Ericsson won the Indy 500, then that suggests the idea that Formula One is harder. A Formula One is harder. Yeah. A lot harder. Yeah. So who else is who? Are, which other Formula One drivers have performed in the Indy 500? Uh, Grosjean was racing yesterday, Grosjean. and obviously Alonso's done it twice. I think. Did he win it? No, he crashed. No, he didn't win it. No. Well, then um, you know. And yeah, but I think he had a McLaren, and it was in the time where McLaren were just terrible. And also, Zach Brown was at the Indy 500, which is interesting as to you know who's his favorite girlfriend. Like you know where where does his priority lie? (laughs) It's not Formula One. Yes. Um, Okay, ninth place, Alpha. Thank you to, I can't remember who messaged us on Instagram, but they were drinking an Alpha Tauri wine. Did you know that they make wine? I didn't know that Alpha Tauri made wine, no. No, it sounds pretty gross. Um, if there's, I don't, I don't need to drink a Daniel Ricardo wine and I don't need to drink an Alpha Tauri wine. Thank you very if much. If the quality of their clothing line is anything to go by, it's not a grape that I would uh, particularly <laughs> enjoy on the palette. Although, Sonoda, very nearly in the points. Sonoda had a great race, and it's such a shame, isn't it? Because I, I, I looked at the standings doing the podcast, as we often do, and the, 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 the result of the race, or the, 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 the standings at the end of it, give you the impression that the race has been a certain way. And then you remember the entire race before the way that it ended. And Yuki was having an amazing time and was also, I mean, points for humour. Oh, yeah. Points for character. Trying to drive this fucking shit car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Really, yeah. really, really, really funny. fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, and then, are you trying to get me to crash the car? And then he did. And then, and now it looks like Nick of Vries yeah. was... Uh, um, would Yuki have held off Lando had he not been told to push? 
Yeah. <laughs> because it was Monaco. Yeah. So That's what I just, think. It's just like there's no need. They were like, oh, Lando's going to get you. What? And where's he going to overtake? Yeah, where's he? Nowhere. Yeah. Lando's half a second behind you, which in Monaco, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't fit two cars down that track. <laughs> so just let him do his race. And he proved you all wrong or right, whatever it was. He, he made his point where if I push, I'm going to crash. These brakes don't work. And chunked it. Yeah. And still came 15th. a respectable 15th. And De Vries, uh, respectable 12th, taking Lance Stroll's... Um, I didn't see anything of De Vries the whole race. All I saw was him. I mean, he was just... Uh, uh, there's a little... There's a little... From 11th down to uh, 14th there, there's a little group of non-entities. Bottas, De Vries, Zhou Guanyu, Alexander Alban. Couldn't tell you anything about the narrative journey they went on this race. No, they didn't get much airtime. No. Although, speaking of airtime, um, this was the first Monaco race that was directed by F1, I think, ever. Because Monaco owns um, the all the film rights, or the, sorry, the, the, the filming rights to anything, any of the races in that area. So it's always directed by, like, one guy. Mm. Which is why on the, on the, uh, on the mad... Um, U bend uh, turn, yeah, where they have to slow, where they slow down to a point where it's ridiculous. I mean, Logan Sargent at one point just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> he just stopped, hung out, and went, "God, God, this is beautiful." Logan, Logan Sargent pulled. He pulled this is in. Absolutely beautiful. Can we just stop here for a minute? Yeah, it was like he was a, in a in a in like a high school movie, and he'd stopped at makeout point. <laughs> <laughs> Put his arm around his halo. <laughs> Oh boy! He pulled in. He Logan lift- Sargent stopped at make out point. He lifted up his visor and he went, "Um, yeah, can I get one filet of fish meal uh, with a water, <laughs> a filet of fish on its own, six nuggets, and can I get lo- like I know you put barbecue sauce in, but lots, lots, lots of barbecue like how sauce. How much barbecue sauce you think would be appropriate? More than that, and a cinnamon donut. Oh, you don't do the cinnamon donuts? When did you stop doing the cinnamon donuts? Oh, okay, fine. Well, just can I just apple pie, please? Can I apple pie? But 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 apple pie. Could you put it in two cardboard things? Because it's just too hot. It's and I'm going to have to put it on my lap because I'm driving. It's hotter than the sun. Um, okay, in, in eighth place, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Eleventh place. It is not. It's not time. Time for smacky but Um, we need to make some. Uh, bot bot merch this year i've decided uh, we have a thing a thing coming up that we can't announce yet but if we, we not do, announce it i kind of think we can okay. it's not confirmed is it not we've not signed it's very the exciting con- though dirty air coming, the coming to you mike big time from big time tv we haven't signed the channel contract 4 yet. 10 p.m every tuesday dirty air live featuring favorite get it's not that it's not that but it's coming joe grind you in 13th um which is better than being upside down so you know mm-hmm. pretty good for joe yeah um i yeah uh, Completely unremarkable weekend for Alfa Romeo. I current. can't remember the gaps in between the drivers. It doesn't actually. Oh no! It, oh no! No, it tells you with regards to. But anyway, it you can't tell how far behind. Anyway, what I'm saying is the gap between McLaren in tenth, Piastri, and Bottas in eleventh. I think was about forty-five minutes. <laughs> it was crazy, mate. When the it? race started, I went. This is seventy-eight lap. This race should be seven laps. It's really too many laps. Why is it's, it so many laps? It's because it's the shortest circuit on the grid. Yeah, but they can only drive at 30 around the thing. So I know. Like... 
I know. Why make it that? It's it take it took a while. It, it thank again, thank you God for the rain because otherwise that would have been a. Well, that slowed them down further. That yeah, but it would... made it fun. Yeah, it made it fun. Um, seventh place in the drivers' world championship. I don't know if you want to talk about them, um, but what are you going to do with all that? Has all that? Has inside them jeans. Um. Quick segue, uh, say what you want about Formula One in 2023, say what you want about whether you find the races boring, interesting, whether you like or dislike the Kardashianization of Formula One. There was one uh, relief this weekend, which is that Will I Am was not there. Will he is. Will he is not. Will he wasn't. Will I ain't. We won't. Won't I am. Won't, will I not. Won't you, <laughs> you are. Will I am not going to Monaco? Won't you? I you not? I got a feeling that the race gonna be a good race. This is the Woo-hoo. formula. This is the formula. I know, I know you look, you love it. Um, I love it when Will I am's not there. He he bugs me so much. He should now. They should Nelson PK and Nico Rosberg. Will I am? He's really creepy. Yeah. He's a bizarre combination of somebody who is totally sexless and extremely sexually creepy. <laughs> it's like if it, you just know that he, if he had any sex drive, he would molest you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Why? Why did he not? Why does he only go to the crap races? Also, he he doesn't like Formula One. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he appreciate. doesn't like Formula One. He doesn't care about Formula One. I would like to. I would like five minutes alone. You know, like in court when someone murders someone, they go, "I just want five minutes alone with him." I just want five minutes alone with Will. I am to just ask him rudimentary questions about Formula One. I think if you make the Formula One theme tune, you should also have to be grilled for five minutes by the Dirty Air podcast about basic Formula One things. Mm-hmm. But can you just point to Lewis Hamilton? Which... <laughs> I think he could do that. Okay, fine. Um, which one... Which of the celebrities that you see uh, traditionally at various races throughout the year, Yeah. who do you think is the genuine biggest Formula I kn- One fan? I, I, know, I know the and answer. who do you think is... Steve Coogan. C- the Coog. The Coog. The Coog. And who's that guy um, that was in um, Greenland and 300? Um, Gerard. Oh, G- uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. I reckon if you were on a on an airplane with Gerard Butler, you could kill a good 40 minutes. Obviously, if you're on an airplane with Gerard Butler, you should be worried that a terrorist is going to take mm-hmm. over the airplane. Yeah, yeah. Or, and that or, he's, he's going to have to save you. Unless he's with a woman who he's having a kind of slightly difficult relationship with, and he's going to have to learn some difficult lessons yeah. about himself by the end of the fight. But hopefully a natural disaster or a, or a life-threatening situation will make him realise the fundamental realities of how good he had it. I think... Give Given the quality of his acting, I'd rather be on a flight with terrorists and Gerard Butler than a difficult relationship that he needs to see through to uh, kind of a, 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 a conclusion whereby he learns about himself. Okay. Would you rather be on an eight hour flight with Gerard Butler mm-hmm. or a 30 second elevator with Will I Am? Um, th- I think I'm given that they, 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 both of them are going to talk to you in each situation. I'm gonna go with the lift, obviously. With with, with Will I am just because yeah. it's over quicker. Mm-hmm. Wow, I take the I take the plane ride with Gerard Butler. I think I, I'd rather go I'd rather go long haul with Gerard Butler than short haul with Will I am. But I, if it's just an <laughs> elevator ride, I think that 
I think that Gerard Butler um, knows enough about F1 where you could have an engaged conversation yeah. with him. Okay. Um, and maybe Daniel Craig as well. I was going to say Daniel yeah. Craig. He was going to be my one. Yeah. He was going to be my also, one. Also, uh, Daniel Craig look, looks like he enjoys a few gin and tonics as well. Mm. You know, like... Well, I, re- I remember reading an interview with him once where he's... I, I, it was his diet plan in GQ or something like that. And uh, he says... Um, Basically, I work out Monday to Friday, eat clean and drunk only water. And then at the weekend, I get as much Guinness down me as I possibly can. And I went, oh, well, that's great. That's what I'm going to do. Was it called Live and Let Diet? It wasn't, but it uh, should have been. Or No Time to Diet, sorry, if, if it's a Daniel Craig film. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Magnuson in 19th. Can be in 17th. Um, 15 second penalty for um, for tapping Sergeant uh, for Hulkenberg. And also... Um, uh, Leclerc's I mean we'll get to Ferrari but Leclerc's penalty in the tunnel was just he just can't get a break in Monaco can he no he can't but you know it serves him right for, for everything yeah um, sixth place Alpine my friend Alpine ma copine promopine tous pour moi yeah, is that right yeah it is um, Ocon okay Otmar Taufnauer needed this result more than Ocon deserved it not that Ocon didn't deserve it. I love seeing the little Game Boy nerd get a podium. I just, I'm, I, I, for, he was my driver of the day yeah. because I know how it made Gasly feel. So if, if, <laughs> if, if, if Ocon's teammate was somebody kind of reasonable and likable, Ocon wouldn't have been my driver of the day. But he was my driver of the day because of what it did to erode Gasly's soul. Yeah, did you see when, you know, when they sit in front of the garage and they hold up the sign and they spray everyone with champagne when you get a podium after the race? Not on the, not on the podium, but they, sp- sorry, they spray everyone with champagne and it's in front of your garage where they hold up your, you know, finished position. Mm-hmm. As soon as the photo was taken and they popped the cork, Gasly just left, sadly. He just ran away, <laughs> literally ran away. <laughs> and I am loving watching this because there's two there's two drivers who after maybe three actually after this race this week who went yeah eat it to their teammates and that was Ocon to Gasly yeah Verstappen to Perez yeah and um Alonso to Stroll yeah because Stroll if we've seen anything this year is that they finally have a car that can win races and Stroll is still but Stroll was why has it made no difference to him because it's not like he's He's not... The car has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. But he's not gotten better with the car. No. But he was still... So, like, credit to him for still being 12th. Let's just say 12th, wherever sure. he came. Um, DNF. Uh, yeah, but, like, universally, he is the idea he of He is 12th. the 12th place, If yeah. you had to make a grid in your brain and you put everybody where you imagined they go... Yeah, he's He 12th. comes 12th. Yeah. And why has he not... He must be driving worse in the better car than he was when he was when the car was worse for him to be coming in the same place. Yeah, he's living proof that people who like all the Hamilton haters, mm-hmm. of which there are a lot, mm-hmm. and they always go, "Yeah, well, he's washed, and he only won because he had the fastest car." Yeah, Stroll is proof that that's not true mm. because you could put Hamilton in that Aston Martin, and he would be fighting Alonso. There'd still be a four-year gap between them and the Red Bulls. Yeah, but. 
like stroll is proof that the fastest car um doth not the fastest driver maketh yeah but is it like i know that each driver so like you know fernando Alonso and lance stroll uh uh signs and leclerc their cars are they're not exactly the same mm. are they uh, no, I mean, they've been set up differently by the drivers, but you'd imagine that for the good graces of the team effort, yeah. that, that Alonso would share a lot of the information with Lance's people. Yes, but also there but is such a thing that, as, as cars suiting certain drivers. Yeah, Alonso also paid his pit team, didn't he, to screw Lewis Hamilton in, in uh, 2007. So Yeah, but that's just good banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Ocon, they also say it about Verstappen now he's only winning because he's in the best car. I mean, he's only. They winning, say it a lot less. He's only winning. I. They say it a lot less. Everyone goes, "Oh, he's just a natural. He doesn't make mistakes." But when Lewis was winning, it was like, "Oh, he's just in the fastest car." I don't know. I think there's this the, the self fulfilling prophecies like that in that you see what you 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 see what you think that people are saying. I I think I see people say that about Max the whole time. Um, Gasly seventh again, not a bad finish for Alpine. Third and seventh, yeah, which is which is sorry because I've actually read this out wrong. Sorry, I've read Alpine out sixth because I wrote this down before the race, but they're actually fifth in the World Championship now. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. they've uh, surpassed McLaren, who land. We're gonna have to go to a McLaren next. Yeah, okay. uh, Lan- uh, McLaren in worse si- uh, fifth now sixth. Lando Lando had a a little goatee when and then he-, he shaved it off because he saw your tweet. Yeah. Tweet. He looked like Fred Durst. Uh, he looked very, very. And it's it, just one of those days. It also he. You know how after when you shave for a long time, yeah, the hair grows back thicker because yeah. it's been shaved so many times. It has to grow back thicker and thicker. It was like it was very, very wispy. It was like eyebrow hair. Yeah, my dad had face. my dad and my granddad have the same joke, which was that uh, whenever when I had a little bit of facial hair in my late teens, early 20s, my dad said, um, oh, we'll put some cream on it and get the cat to lick it off. And that was that was their gag. That was my granddad's gag. And Lando's beard was like, or his little goatee. I was like, you look, with the little yellow, sorry, orange backwards cap. Yeah. I was like, you look like you're a DJ in a 2000s. Uh, what's the name of the Limp Biscuits DJ? Is it DJ Lethal? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, him. Uh, I, and then also that DJ Mac- lethal. Mac- McLaren had to do they they make the, the, the little video of uh, Piastri and Lando at the end of the race where they've got those little lapel mics that they're holding them it just looks so awkward that was really really bad and I felt really I felt really sorry for them because they obviously ha- don't that's not natural to them yeah and it was like they were leaving. It was like they were leaving a birthday answer phone message for a grandparent they didn't love. Yeah. It it, it was... <laughs> hey, so... Um, and they... Because they're not used to it, the, the other one is always talking over the one who is speaking. Yeah. Going, yeah, 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 true, true. Yeah, it's like yeah, they were... True. It's like they were shopping for um, their stepmother's Christmas present, wasn't it? <laughs> they just didn't get... Let's get a book or a candle, some fucking socks holding the lapel mics as if to indicate to whoever was filming, we're not putting these on because we don't want you thinking that we're doing this for any length of time. <laughs> we are pointedly, we are making a point by holding these lapel mics. We hate you. Isn't it weird? And Is this my imagination? You know, It seems to me in almost every race this year, it's been Lando and Oscar 
like right next to each other. Like they've gone off on a drive together. They're always yeah, they're next always, to each yeah, other yeah, in the grid. Always like close. They're, whether they're, they're right at the back or or right in the middle. Either one of those two places where they could be, uh, they're still right next to each other. And I think it's... It's... It, yeah, and I think that it's it's not their fault that they have no charm. Like, Daniel kind of carried that PR thing for them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's an expectation of F1 now that we spe- we want them all to be comedians as well. And Also, Lando and Carlos, when they had that friendship, mm. it was the, the, the friendship superseded their lack of personality. Yeah. So because they got along really well and they would like kick each other in the bum when the other one was doing an interview and we could all go, that's sweet that they're young and they like each other. And then Carlos has like gotten his promotion to a team that is sh- sh- like shit as far as teams you could be promoted to. Like he got his shot and his shot is shit. Yeah. And Lando is now stuck in a team that is so much work. It just, as he gets better and advances through his career, that car gets worse and worse. And that must be very irritating for him, despite the fact that, you know, Piastri's a rookie, Lando's like a seasoned Formula One driver. They're both about the same, the same age. Yeah, and they're both the same results as well, which really shows how bad that car is. Yeah. That really, there should be the same gap between Alonso and Stroll for um, Norris and Piastri, but it's the same every week they're always back to back to each other well i mean yeah that that could be piastri's quality managing to get something out the car in his rookie season uh lando by all accounts is a pretty great driver fourth place ferrari um did ferrari sacrifice signs to help leclerc with uh, leclerc finishing sixth signs finishing eighth a very angry carlos signs and when he came out of that pit stop he was raging absolutely livid uh no i i i mean maybe but that it's all such muddled thinking yeah i'm not sure that to say that they had this evil strategy is to sort of give them a compliment by mm-hmm. saying that they had any sort of strategy whatsoever they're just making it up as they go along yeah and when we were watching the race you and i we uh ocon was in third uh hamilton was in fourth Russell was in fifth, Leclerc was in sixth, and we were talking about who do we reckon is going to get podium, and it was about 30 or 40 laps gone, and we both went, uh, I went Leclerc, and you went, yeah, that's who I think is going to get third as well. And it's like both of us had, like, forgot where we were, or what we were watching, (laughs) or, like, that we hadn't ever seen a Monaco Grand Prix before, and it's like, it's like we're being, like, gaslit by the Monaco Grand Prix to carry on watching, because we could have just... I'm not sure how much changed from in the certainly in the top six from lap one to lap uh, the the end. Like what? Why? Why we could have gone and had like we could have gone and got chips. <laughs> it did when the rain stopped. You could feel the the commentators go. Well, there's still still things can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could there's, have to go onto normal tires, and, and then you know and who knows what might still don't know. Um, and yeah, I mean, Leclerc, medium tires and, uh, medium career, um, Sainz was running hotter than the cars. He was like, I don't, he was, I don't care about Hamilton when he came out. He was like, it was like, he's, Sainz is really f- hating Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's hating it because again, I think he is one of those drivers 
I mean, obviously he's a lot more likable than Gasly for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because of his friendship with Lando Norris. But he hates the fact that Charles is better than him. He said, um, "Let's push. Let's push Ocon to use his tires." And then immediately hit Ocon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a... onboard camera was just the most perfect timing. Yeah, it was, re- and it came out of nowhere as well. It's like when you f- see Jaws's face for the first time. Yeah, it was so glorious, and I just don't see that Ferrari. They, they've got nothing. They've got nothing. They don't have a good car. They've got two drivers who are just broken horses mm-hmm. like i i don't know i don't know what they can do at this point they need to fire everyone yeah um third place mercedes um hamilton fourth russell fifth russell kept wanting to swap um can i uh go fourth please because then i can uh not have my time penalty um can we swap i won't go more than five seconds i won't i promise yeah of course you do george i promise and uh, and and then um, Toto came on the radio. In, no, we're going to keep the position. Lewis is is running good. He's got a good gap. You still have seven seconds. Which, oh, oh no! Okay. You, you know it's bad when Daddy comes on the radio. Mm-hmm. You like you're that's ostensibly a telling off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He got bollocked. It's like whoever the scariest teller offer in your in your in your family is, the one who isn't the scariest one says. Do you want me to go and get your grandfather? Yeah. Do you want me? Do you want me to tell grand? Do you want me to tell granddad? Do you see what dad has to say about this? Do you want me to tell mum? Yeah. Do you want me to tell dad? You've just had a filling and you're eating gobstoppers. Do, do you want me to tell granddad about this? <laughs> do you want me to tell Toto about this? Speaking of granddads, Aston Martin in second with Alonso. And Aston Martin, Fernando Alonso, the most consistent driver apart from Verstappen, obviously, but the most consistent driver of the rest. Also, the constructors is so. I mean, that's so funny that they're second. Because they're second in the constructors, and that that's it's not really Aston Martin aren't really second in the constructors. If we're honest, Fernando Alonso is second in the constructors. Yes, and and Lance is Lance is in the team. In, Lance was there. Lance is having a great time. Yeah, he's like the substitute uh, footballer for the team that won the World Cup. I mean, and going back to his the way he drove the race, it's like they went. Look, everything's it's a free hit. You're not going to get any. You're not getting any points. You're not getting any points. You might as well go nuts driving the car. Yeah, just go fucking mental. See what happens. I did wonder at one point. I went, is, is Stroll just like intentionally screwing this up to help Alonso? But I realised quite quickly, no, he was just being bad. No, again, that's. Um, I think uh, he hit Perez. He hit Mac. He hit everyone. I think we should rename him um, Turbulence. That's nice. Yeah. What do you think? Well, it's nice. Thank you very much. Um, Alonso, um, some nice footage of him watering his plants. He, it's like he's got, uh, like, a, 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 a his head of social media and marketing is employed to try and get him laid. <laughs> Can you get me watering the plants? He looked very cute when he was watering those plants. He looked like a man who cared about nature. Yeah, it and was adorable. I love to suck off men who care about nature. <laughs> I mean, that is that's that's what he wanted the takeaway to be: <laughs> is that men who care about nature are excellent in bed. Oh God, I just I'm so Taylor. here for this Alonso comeback, the the comeback album. I need him to win a Grand Prix. It's his Ghostbusters when he Afterlife. Does, I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to start drinking again. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do something irretrievable 
when Fernando won- Fernando Alonso wins his Grand Prix. Um, first place, uh, obviously Red Bull. Um, I mean, again, Max Verstappen is winning the constructors for Red Bull. Perez finished sixteenth, started in twentieth, had five pit stops, and the and the biggest blunder of his weekend was everyone saw up Red Bull's skirt, didn't they? Mm. They saw their knickers. Oh, you, everybody. Every, those photos are worth so... When they craned that car up, you could see Horner just raging that Perez had... Like, Perez has that, that one mistake that led to him uh, having to have the car crane lifted is what will lose him his seat next year, I think. Uh, that... I, don't, I don't think he will lose the seat, but I think if there's anything that could do it, it's that everyone has finally seen the magic floor of the Red Bull car. Yeah, and I, I who who would you get to replace who who is at an age whereby and of a temperament whereby they could, without too much dent to their ego, and they would accept being second to Max Norris. Norris would Norris. accept being second to Max. I don't think he'll accept at it. Twenty three. I, I think he'd rather be racing in a red bull i think he would accept it but quietly try and win which is kind of what perez is doing yes i i I just don't listen i i wrote down a bunch of uh i wrote down that um it uh perez had a very different type of wetness to what perez um was enjoying last year that's good i said that it was nice to see perez tapping the wall rather than tapping women that weren't his wife yeah um and also, Perez said, Hulk brake tested me. No, he didn't. And then he said, Lance cut me off. No, he I mean, he probably did, but no, he didn't. And just starting in P20th from King of... Everyone going King of the Streets. Yeah, but look... It's... Ding of the Streets is what I... <laughs> he... It's impossible. How are you going like, it, to... It, it's, it's, it's testament to the shitness of the circuit that the fastest car of all time can't climb out above P16 on that stupid circuit. Okay, last year when Perez had his nightmare after party at the Monaco Grand Prix, or the best night the of his life, party, yeah, 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 where he threw his shoe in the water and he couldn't stand up and he was wearing that white linen winner's shirt and yeah. was seen dancing with all those women. Like with all dreams, dreams very quickly turn into a nightmare when people find out what the dream is. Yeah. <laughs> like if, 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 you, if I told you what my dreams were, then I would be having a nightmare. You said to me last year on the podcast that Perez, it was just someone who didn't know how to handle yeah. the limelight and just panicked and drank too much and and just, you know, just uh, like a, a, a rabbit in the headlights kind yeah. of thing, or deer in the headlights. Um, what do you think, what's your analysis of this year for Perez? Um, Going from being number one to literally five pit, five pit stops. <laughs> Max lapped him twice. Uh, I think there's a rather kind of crushing sense of uh, humanity to it. Like he he will, like life is not. I think probably after the last Monaco Grand Prix, he had a sense of like main character syndrome. Yeah, and now he's got like supporting cast syndrome oh yeah and he's also supporting cast where you go oh was he in that movie i don't even remember him being in that film yeah 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 yeah. he's not philip seymour hoffman in along came polly no he's philip seymour hoffman in scent of a woman (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, God. He... That's a quite a good way to gauge how somebody's race has gone, is which Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman are you? He's, um, he needs his PR department to... He needs to water some plants between now and Spain. Yeah. He needs to read to some orphans mm-hmm. between now and Spain. He needs to go and dig a well in Ethiopia before Spain. There's a lot of air miles, isn't it? That's a, he needs to clock up those uh, goodwill air miles before yeah. Spain because he is in a world of trouble. I... He just needs to be good now and be, I don't mean be good as in qualitatively. I mean, be good as in well-behaved and be nice to it. And I think finally it might be the thing that breaks his spirit for the last time and means that he goes, there was, there was a sense towards the end of Bottas at Mercedes that you got the sense that Bottas had finally given in, yeah. that he, that he loved, he, he, he realized that this was the best it was going to get for him. Yeah. And now I think Sergio will go, okay, Yeah, I am number two. Yeah, he was um, royal blood opening for Muse. When he went, okay, this is actually pretty good, but we're probably not a stadium band ourselves. <laughs> like there's there's um, 39 points between Perez and Verstappen now. Yeah, What's which that? two 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 race wins if yeah. the other DNF. But Max is not going to, I mean, how how can Max DNF with the season that he's having? It's just, It just can't happen. Well, everybody... Well, you you usually DNF once a season, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But he, I don't think it's going to happen for Max this year. I think he's just going to have one of those flawless years. I was so hoping his tire was going to burst. I know. I was pr- when he kept dinging that wall. I know. You're, oh, I think I have a puncture. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? And uh, also, uh, Mohammed bin Sulayem, or as I've re- uh, re- uh, re-nicknamed him, Mohammed bin Demoted. Um, he gave the medal as well on the podium. That's nice. Um, not to the box, though. Not to the mystery box. The Louis Vuitton mystery box. Um, also, before we wrap this up, I um, we have a competition on our on our socials. Uh, please go on our Instagram at Very Dirty Air. I have posted a photograph, or we have posted a photograph uh, from an old Grand Prix that I was at in Monaco. Uh, I want you to name the year, name the corner, and the race winner, and you can win some exclusive merch. Uh, lots of people have got the year and the driver right, but they failed to name the correct corner. Right. Well, you, you've already mentioned the year in this podcast, haven't you? Uh, no, I named a different year. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't 2018. It was long before that. Oh, well done. Um, so please go on our Instagram, leave a comment, and we're gonna, we have some new merch coming probably soon. Um, and uh, we would love to give you some of it. Um, this is bit, I mean, Spain predictions? Um, Stroll 12th. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Verstappen win. Yeah. And um, Alonso second. Yeah. And then, so really, from now on, we should just ask who we think is going to come third. Are the Mercedes upgrades going to come good in Spain? I don't think so. Um, Just some breaking news here on the podcast. Uh, I can inform you that Louis Vuitton becomes the official trophy travel case provider for the Formula One Grand Prix de Monaco trademark. That's what it was. Louis Vuitton has announced a multi-year partnership with the Automobile Club de Monaco. That's That's French for of Monaco. Uh, and presented a unique trophy travel case for the 78th edition of the Formula One Grand Prix de Monaco, of Monaco. This bespoke case in the colours of the Principality is a celebration of both exceptional French savoir-faire and Mm. passion for a legendary sporting event. True to the art of travel and united with the values of sport, from now on, victory travels in Louis Vuitton. 
Uh, is there a name of the uh, um, of the box? Uh, Smacky. Smacky box box. Smacky box box box. Okay, so let's just find out how much this costs. Oh, cool. £1,920. That's actually... That's fairly reasonable for a trophy travel I case these days. I think that's absolutely... This whole thing with Formula One going, yeah, it's all about... But suitcases are expensive. One... You buy a good Sa- Samsonite. You buy a good Samsonite. I was way off. I was way off. Samson. Swanson, Swanson, Mary Swanson. Um, you buy a Samsonite, like, it's 500 quid. That's... So, like, for a Louis Vuitton. Yeah, but also just carrying a trophy. It's just the most Formula One thing I've ever heard. Uh, this has been going for years, by the way. It was introduced for the 78th uh, Grand Prix de Monaco, which was won by... Uh, ooh, 78th. I'm going to go with Ayrton Senna. It was Max Verstappen who won it. Oh, um, and it was joined on the podium by Carlos Sainz and British driver Lando. Oh, fun times. Okay, well, I cannot wait for next week's podcast. Neither can I. I can't believe we've got another race to talk about. I know, this is mental. Barring weather catastrophes. And it might be quite good. I'm not sure how sensitive we were about um, the Emilia Romana events, but... Oh, we were sensitive. Were we? We didn't joke about it. Yeah. We joked around it. Yeah. I don't feel like I cared enough. I cared. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah, I as, cared. As long as one of us cared about yeah, it. Yeah, I donated a million pounds. Did you? I donated 1.1 million just to show Formula One that it's not that much money. Because <laughs> how many Louis Vuitton suitcases can you buy, really? That's what they should have. They should have had... Formula Louis- One are donating 25 Louis Vuitton trophy cases. Hey, uh, Formula One have donated uh, uh, 57 Formula One sandbags to put outside your house. <laughs> <laughs> Formula One have sent out a Louis Vuitton rescue boat to get all the cats in the Emilia Romana area safe to above water. Um, Okay, that was a very fun race. I loved it. That was a very fun podcast. I also loved it. I'm Josh Weller. See you in Spain. I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Oh, I didn't give my song of the race. I think it's going to rain today by Randy Newman. Mine was almost by Bowling for Soup. Oh, yeah, but I'm not going to play out to um, Randy Newman. That's a bit depressing. Let's have, let's have some bowling for soup. And I almost had you, but I guess that doesn't cut it. Almost loved you. I almost wish you would have loved me too. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.